0: with you, and also with you. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We welcome you to this service of ordered worship. The liturgy, music, and homily are offered in the praise of God for our gathered congregation here at 735 Commonwealth Avenue, for our radio radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM and for our our internet listenership around the globe at WBUR.org. On this day of Advent, we hear the word of John the Baptist, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. We invite your prayerful and material support, your written or emailed responses, your decisions about forms of ministry in our midst, and as the Spirit moves, your presence with us in this nave come Sunday. This is the day that the Lord has made, we shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God. who sent your messengers, the prophets, to preach repentance and prepare the way for our salvation, give us grace to heed their warnings and forsake our sins, that we may greet with joy the coming of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God,
1: now and forever. A lesson from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 11, verses 1 through 10. A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be the fear of the Lord. shall lie down with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the adder's den." They will not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. For the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. On that day, the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal to the peoples. The nations shall inquire of him, and his dwelling shall be glorious. The word of the Lord.
2: Please join me in reading verses from Psalm 72 with the Antiphon. Give the king your justice, O God, and your righteousness to a king's son. May he judge your people with righteousness and your poor with justice. May the mountains yield prosperity for the people and the hills in righteousness. May he defend the cause of the poor of the people, give deliverance to the needy, and crush the oppressor. May he live while the sun endures and as long as the moon throughout all generations. May he be like rain that falls on the mown grass, like showers that water the earth. In his days may righteousness flourish and peace abound until the moon is no more. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who alone does wondrous things. Blessed be his glorious name forever. May his glory fill the whole earth.
3: I will give you as a light to the nations, my salvation to the hands of the earth.
2: Now please rise as you are able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of our gospel.
4: Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Matthew, chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. Glory to you, O Lord. In those days, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judea, proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is the one of whom the prophet Isaiah spoke when he said, The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. Now John wore clothing of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then the people of Jerusalem and all Judea were going out to him, and all the region along the Jordan, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit worthy of repentance. Do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children of Abraham." and he will clear his threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ.
0: In order to come to Bethlehem each year, we must go down by the river Jordan. It is cold down by the river in the existential depth of the soul's struggle. It is uncomfortable down by the river with all that roiling, raging truth. It is dark down by the River Jordan where John the Baptist meets us early in December every year. We should one year together walk 100 yards north, stand at the edge of our River Charles to get the feel of the place and the moment. You know a river Conveys a sense. It is an image of fragility and mortality. So coheleth all the rivers run to the sea, and the sea is not full. Or my beloved Antonio Machado, nuestros nuestras vidas son los rios que van a dar al mar. Our lives are rivers which flow to the sea. There John meets us. A voice, not a face. Not in careful attire, not concerned with presentation, not in visual beauty. Not a face, but a voice. His, ours, the voice of conscience down in the stalactites and stalagmites of the depth of the soul's struggle. His voice crying out, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his path. The need is salvation and the way is faith across whatever perspectives, religious or otherwise, whatever religious traditions, many or few, whatever whatever denominations, familiar or strange. The need is salvation, health, hope, wholeness, and the way is faith, belief, trust, confidence, a deep personal faith and an active social involvement. So, come December, in order to get to Bethlehem first, we come down alongside the river to hear the voice of conscience, to illumine the mind, to strengthen the hand, to warm the heart. We're glad for the illumination of the mind. We want a thoughtful faith, a faith seeking understanding. A thinking faith is the faith we most desire and most want. Karl Barth famously said two generations ago, you cannot speak of God by speaking of man in a loud voice, but we would respond, not retort, by saying you cannot speak to man, to the human being, only by speaking the word God in a loud voice. For that reason, President Daniel Marsh, chiseled into the stone of Marsh Chapel, this shall be a place for experimental religion. That is, a place where we test, seek, inquire, where we remember For the word to be good, it must be true. I am accompanied by a woman I've never met who sent a letter to the editor six months ago saying, I love to go to church. I love the hymns. I love the gathering. I love the community. But I want to be sure that the word I hear is not based on shaky philosophical foundations. So with John the Baptist, we are thankful this Sunday for those who last night and all week long, many were burning the midnight oil in offices and cubicles nearby to expand our capacity to know, as our first hymn did affirm, our knowledge. To us, the path of knowledge shows who are gathering to seek and to inquire together. Now, I take you for a moment into an an early September gathering of a faculty of theology, not far away and not long ago. Here are young voices, good news, a young woman studying the Scripture and reminding that circle of the change within the Scripture itself and saying, we have gathered these texts and their contents and also... The priorities, lovely choice of word, of those who collected them. So we know Matthew's priorities. We cannot preach as if the last 250 years did not happen. We understand Matthew's priorities better, the house and lineage of David, the tradition of the prophets in which the gospel narrative is to be set, the voice of judgment which we hear clearly today, and the teaching ministry of the Christ and of his church beginning, middle, and end. We heard in that circle what a lovely joy of young scholars, that psychologist of religion. Now there's a regular John the Baptist voice, the psychologist of religion reminding us that we humans are prone to to misunderstand one another because we live not only in a universe but a pluriverse and we use the same words to mean different things and we grow too quickly uncomfortable with ambiguity. So he said we need to beware the inevitable but not necessary collapse of ambiguity into certainty. Be careful of the inevitable, but not necessary, collapse of ambiguity into certainty. We need confidence more than we need certainty and a capacity to live and breathe with a little ambiguity. Remember the pastoral theologian who said, when empathy arrives, there's air, there's oxygen, when someone truly, deeply understands your experience, you can breathe again. It's like air, it's like oxygen. We remember the philosophical theologian, the young voice, saying we explore the range of religious experience but hold ourselves accountable to empirical data. And then just at the end, like an owl, the wise sage in the back of the room, celebrating all that had been said and saying in addition, you know, in this academic setting, sometimes our challenge is that we think if we can get it down on paper, we don't have to live it through in life. Tony Jute had a line posthumously published in which he remembered his beloved Manhattan two decades ago by saying, it was the crossroads where original minds lingered. I hear that as ecclesiology. The church is to be the crossroads where original minds do linger. Or at least the voice of the the Baptist would call so to our conscience. The voice of the Baptist rings for us today, not only to illumine our mind, but also to strengthen our hand. Our students teach us by example the growth of faith that comes in the doing of faith. Give us something to do, they sing and say. You sing and say. So while Many of these practices are shared by the churches across the region. We will pause to honor your hands-on ministry at Marsh Chapel. John the Baptist in the voice of conscience would have it so. So over four years, you have developed and engaged a citywide crop walk each autumn to fight world hunger. So a small group of you went to work at Cooper Industries, an old Methodist Roxbury mission, some Saturdays ago. So we're just now almost completed a new BU, new two years ago, BU Habitat for Humanity group, started in the chapel, has just nearly raised the $50,000 needed to support one house moving forward. So our student leaders call themselves a, listen to their title, servant team, that they may watch over one another in love. And many and varied are the individual ministries in which you gathered are involved. There's a strengthening to the hand, the hand and growth of faith that comes with the voice of conscience calling to us. Do you know the practice of service helps to preclude our capacity tragically to betray the life into which we have been called. It keeps us close, closer to salt and light And care and love. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, make straight his paths. You know, we we love, you love, and perhaps the challenge goes without saying, but let's name it. Coming to the end of the year, what you love, love ardently. That alma mater that you say you love, have you shown it, done so? That campground or early ministry that formed your faith, which you love, have you said so and done so? That congregation or church or chapel that provided you a church family to love and a church home to enjoy, have you said it, shown it, done so. What you love, love ardently with all your heart, soul, mind, and faith, or at least so the voice of conscience would strengthen the hand, the hand, hands-on development of faith. Down by the river, it can be dark and uncomfortable and cold, so we are glad to remember the voice of conscience that warms our hearts, giving us the warm-hearted faith which we most deeply and dearly desire. We come to faith by the example of others and are so warmed and touched. With a few of you, we remembered a bit ago, the encounter of a minister and a faithful, loving friend and parishioner in the snow, now, we don't have snow yet here along the coast, but usually by the time John the Baptist has arrived in our ministry, there's been a nice little powder. Snow takes things slow. Snow guides, quiets, cares. And on a snow-filled afternoon, the minister in question went to prepare and pay a visit, a deserved, a needed visit upon one of the saints of the church on the edge of life, on that river, just touching the horizon of death and life itself. And the minister desired to bring something. So after conversation, he said, Gladys, now that we've talked, could I offer you something? Could I pray with you? Oh, you you might if you like, but you don't need to pray after all. I have plenty of time to pray on my own. I hardly do anything else here. I love the prayers of the church, particularly the traditional prayers. Great art thou, O Lord, and greatly to be praised. Great is thy power and thy wisdom is infinite. But no, today you don't need to pray with me. Well, maybe I could uh, read from the book of Psalms. I brought my Bible and I know that my grandmother, when she was, uh, when she uh, you mean when she was dying, reverend? It, yes, that's, that's what I meant. Uh, she loved to hear the psalms. Oh, you don't need to read the psalms to me. I grew up at a time when I was asked to memorize them. It's good that we did so before age 10, so I can in the evening recite them to myself, the first psalm. Blessed is the one who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. Or the 23rd, the Lord is my shepherd. Or the 46th, God is our refuge and strength. Or the 100th, make a joyful noise to the Lord. Or the 121st, I lift up mine eyes to the hills. Or the 150th, let everything that breathes praise the Lord. No, you you just keep your Bible in its pack there. That's all right. Well, could I... uh, I know you sang in the choir. I don't sing very well, but I'd be glad to hum a few tunes with you. No, no, I, that's fine. I remember your singing voice. I'll just remember the hymns as I recall them sung in church. <laughs> be near me, Lord Jesus. I ask thee to stay close by us forever and love us, I pray. No, you, you don't need to sing with me. Well, I, I did bring a, a leather case here Uh, It has communion elements in it, bread and and juice. Uh, We've done so before. I'd be glad to offer you communion. Oh, Reverend, you don't need to take your time with that today. I mean, I, I love the grace of communion. After my husband died, I'm sure you preached many fine sermons in that church, but for a couple of years, I never heard a word. The voice of his absent presence was so strong, and I felt his knee against mine when I alone did kneel. So no, you, you hold your case for another day. By now the minister was empty. So in a moment of honesty, he asked, is there anything I could do for you? Is there anything I could bring you? And she replied, well, as a matter of fact, there is. We've been here 40 minutes. You haven't said a word about my church. I love my church. I don't get any news. Tell me something about the church. We're coming toward Christmas. Are there children in worship? Are they learning the verses and hymns? What about the youth? Are they sledding and skating and going on hay rides? Boy, those were fun. What about the women's group? Are they still in mission? Have they raised their quota for this year? A dollar means a lot more in Honduras than it does here. What about those trustees? You need to keep an eye on them, Reverend. They're a day late and a dollar short. They give deferred maintenance a bad name. And what about the denomination, your leaders? What about the church? I've spent my whole life loving the church. Could you tell me something about the church I love? There is a voice of conscience that warms the heart of faith and brings us to this table. You that do truly and earnestly repent of your sin and are in love and charity with your neighbor and intend to lead a new life following the commandments of God, come forward and take this sacrament to your comfort. For the voice of the Baptist cries, we go through his riverbank before we get to Bethlehem. A voice of conscience to illumine the mind, to strengthen the hand, to warm the heart, and so to prepare us for the great celebration of Christmas. As Thurman wrote, when the song of the angels is stilled and the star in the sky is gone and the kings and princes are home and the shepherds are back with their flocks, then the work of Christmas begins to find the lost Heal the broken, feed the hungry, restore the nations, bring peace among brothers, make music in the heart. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.
4: Please be seated. It is our joy once again to welcome you here to the nave of Marsh Chapel uh, for worship, and we hope that you will take the time as you are able to fill out the red pads found along the center aisle of each pew so that we can get to know you better and help you get to know one another better throughout the week. And please pass the pad along to your neighbors so that they may sign in as well. I would turn to our Director of Music, Dr. Scott Allen Jarrett, for an uh, announcement about the Cantata series next week.
1: Good morning. Next Sunday is the second installment of our Bach Cantata series. We will perform Cantata 62, Nun Kom der Heiden Heiland, within the context of the liturgy and the service next Sunday morning, at the 11 o'clock service for the broadcast and live for you here at our Chapel. In addition to that, before the service at 945, 945 to 1015, will be our Bach Experience Lecture presented by me with the Chapel Choir in the Collegium. There's a little breakfast served afterwards, so come learn a little bit about the cantata with us together and then share a moment of refreshment afterward. We look forward to seeing you next Sunday, 9.45.
4: Thank you, Scott. We would note that this Sunday, being the first Sunday of the month, is our Communion Sunday. We uh, would invite you during uh, the distribution of the elements to come forward and receive through the center aisle at the direction of the ushers. And uh, wine is to be found in the chalices on the pulpit side of the sanctuary and grape juice on the lectern side. We would note that upcoming services and activities are posted on the Marsh Chapel website, bu.edu chapel, along with the opportunity for online giving. Now walk in love as Christ loves us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
3: Amen. Mm-hmm.
0: before us and the life within us, the fellowship among us, and thy love that surrounds us. We give thee thanks. Bless these gifts and the givers, we pray. Amen. Beloved Christ, our Lord, invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you always, and also with you. May we exchange with one another signs of his peace. you delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets who looked for that day when justice shall roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream, when nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ, whom you sent in the fullness of time to be a light to the nations. You scatter the proud in the imagination of their hearts and have mercy on those who fear you from generation to generation. You put down the mighty from their thrones and exalt those of low degree. You fill the hungry with good things and the rich you send empty away. Your own Son came among us as a servant to be Emmanuel, your presence with us. He humbled himself in obedience to your will and freely accepted death on a cross. By the baptism of his suffering, death and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the spirit. On the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Is 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 Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your Holy Church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And so, with the confidence of children of God, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. God, grant us in these days the gifts of learning, virtue, piety, mind,